Welcome to All Things Excel. I'm your host, Emily. This podcast is about all things concerned with the Delaware CTR Excel program. I'm speaking with Dr. Aikens today, and we are very happy to have you here. Thanks so much for stopping by the podcast. Well, thanks for speaking with Emily. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, Dr. Aikens, would you please tell us your official title, how you are involved with the Excel program, and how long you've been a part of the team? I, my official title is at Nemours, where I'm uh, a principal scientist. So it's about the level of, an, of a full professor at a university. Uh, and my research is all at Nemours, associated with pediatrics. My title for Excel is as director of the professional development program. Uh, and I've been with Excel uh, for a long time, <laughs> uh, before the first grant was funded. So the, the official program started about six, six and a half years ago. And I've been on board with professional development and mentoring since then. Okay, awesome. So, Dr. Akins, would you please um, tell us more about the different, we know there are different cores with Excel. Could you go into more detail about the professional development core? I would be happy to. So, professional development is, is broadly recognized as an area of need, especially for junior investigators who are just trying to get started. Uh, and we all need help to get things up and running and make sure that we can sustain our programs. Mm -hmm. uh, for Excel, the particular sort of challenge is that in Delaware, we're separated into different institutions and Excel as a network is trying to pull investigators across different institutions. So what we really focus on, professional development generally, and those are things like, when do I submit my first grant? And how do I write my first grant? And how do I find collaborators? And, even questions like, is my idea clinically relevant down the road? Mm -hmm. uh, so we're focused on those generally, but specifically we're trying to connect people across Excel. Uh, and one of the reasons to do that is because Delaware doesn't have a medical school. We don't have a campus right. where those kinds of interactions can happen. Right. So professional development is all about for the core, getting those interactions to happen and helping people overcome those early hurdles so they can get their programs up and running and be able to sustain them. Okay, that's great. So it sounds like the Junior Investigators Net fit, uh, Network is a vital part of helping investigators get started on the right foot with proper support. Uh, what exactly does the Junior in Investigators Network offer to these young investigators? A lot. <laughs> so the GIN, the Junior Investigators Network, we we conceived of that along the way during the first iteration of the Excel program. Okay. Uh, and what the, the GIN really is, is a way for us to connect collaborators, potential collaborators, uh, to have a group that can start to function. And we're, we're supporting the group to develop this function as a peer mentoring network. So if you think back to the, you know, if we were at a medical college campus, you would see each other fairly routinely. Right. Uh, your mentors might say, oh, you know, so-and-so just joined this department in the hospital. You should go talk to them. It's not that easy in Delaware to, to functionally make that happen. Okay. So really the, the concept of the Junior Investigators Network is to provide venues for that. And we do that by having events that we sponsor with the Junior Investigators. And those include um, retreats, sort of mini retreats that happen on a half a day basis that are directed at specific challenges identified by the junior investigators. Okay. So we've had retreats on, for example, communication uh, or retreats on balancing, you know, work-life balance uh, mm -hmm. in this arena where there's a lot of stress on junior investigators. Sure, sure. 
there's other uh, opportunities for them to take sort of didactic courses, uh, for us to connect them with potential collaborators, uh, and for us to serve as a sounding board and also a resource for identifying the things they need and then connecting them with, with those things. But in, in general, we hope and what we see happening, and it's sort of organic in the way this is happening, is that the junior investigators network becomes independent and functions driven by the junior investigators. So um, we have a, a representative, uh, we're identifying the next one, but we have a representative of the junior investigators network who meets with the professional development core leadership team, for example. And what we hope is that they will start telling us Instead of us asking, well, what do you need? They right. will start telling us and we will be able to support them in other places. We'll be able to support them to function as an independent network. Okay. That, that's great. Um, could you tell us a little more about the MRDA? Um, you offer consultations and a toolkit. What exactly does that entail? <laughs> so I'll do those in reverse order. So yeah. the, there is a toolkit. It's it's relatively new and we're looking for feedback on it. Uh, but one of the main things that junior investigators ask for uh, is sort of one, where's one place I can go um, just so that they can go and find information that allows them to connect with IRBs at another institution or with a resource that they need. Okay. Uh, so there's, there's two of those. One is an online toolkit, which they can access anytime, day or night, uh, and hopefully we can develop that into a, a, a system or a tool, a set of tools that's really functional for junior investigators and what they need. The other, which is in parallel with that, is essentially a concierge for the professional development core, and that's Aaron Regal, who right. I didn't mention yet. Uh, Aaron does a lot of the work um, associated with the professional development core and really helps you know, the group of us understand what's needed and how we can implement things to address that. So that's the toolkit. We do consultations, and this is primarily around getting a research idea uh, to a fundable state. You know, one of the big things Excel wants is to increase the amount of funding coming into Delaware for research. Sure. Uh, so the trajectory starts with I have an idea. That's the first consultation uh, where we'll put a team together to bounce an idea around and try to identify collaborators. The second is when you have the goals, the specific aims of that proposal ready to go. Or close to ready to go. And then we will review those and meet with the investigator to try to hone those in. Okay. And then a third level of consultation for a grant um, is when the grant's ready to go. And we'll do what's called a mock study section. Actually get NIH experienced reviewers to give them feedback yes. on the construction of the grant, how it reads, sort of the, is the approach consistent with what they're trying to do? I actually just spoke with one of, a researcher who did the mock review and she said it was very helpful. It's pretty, you know, we get great feedback on those and there's all kinds of people uh, that do them. Some we make do it because if Excel's funding you, mm -hmm. we require you to do this. Mm -hmm. And in some instances, and I won't mention names, but the, the investigator, the junior investigator really is not that into it in the beginning. I'm here because you made me do this. Uh, but as a rule and in general, once they understand what the process does and how much information comes out of it in a relatively short interaction. So these consultations are about 45 minutes okay. each time. Um, they, I, there's a lot of great interest in those. So it's good to hear yeah. feedback that way too. That's awesome. You also asked about MRDAs. Yes. So that's something that um, was built into Excel from the beginning. 
And the idea of an MRDA is, especially if someone has a grant proposal that needs polishing, they've gotten some feedback or they have an idea that's really good, but it's not quite fundable yet. There, okay. But they don't have time to focus on it and work with their mentors or you know pull their team together or get sort of the nuts and bolts of a strong submission ready to go. Uh, and our, our targets are people that have significant clinical, clinical responsibilities or they're their teaching just doesn't allow them. They just don't have time. Sure. Uh, so we can help protect that time. It's not a lot of time, um, but it's effective time. Mm-hmm. So that's what an MRDA is. And they have been, at least in our initial tracking, folks that get MRDAs are very successful in getting the pilot proposal or the grant, you know, the foundation mm-hmm. grant or the bigger grant that they wanted. So the success rate is pretty high in getting an MRDA. It's another one of our really popular programs. Great. Are there any other um, programs that you'd like to talk about? The biggest thing that I'd like people to know is if they think they might have a question or need help, um, even if we don't have a program in place right now, we can work with them. But okay. the key is to engage with us. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it seems counterintuitive, but my sense from some junior investigators just talking to them out in the you know, the ethos of junior investigators in Delaware is that this isn't for them, uh, when in fact we're trying to make it for them. Mm-hmm. So if they sense that it's not, they should contact us uh, and, and get that information from us. But yeah. I think the, the major ones and the ones that seem to be highly effective are the consultations and the MRDAs. And then broadly, although it's, you know, it's still sort of percolating, being able to connect and network with other investigators yeah. who are interested in similar In the things. toolkit, Yeah. Yeah, well, that pretty much leads into my next question, which was, if I was a person interested in participating in the professional development core, um, how would I go about it? Uh, what are my next steps, would you say? Hopefully it's easy, but here's how you can engage with us right now. You can go on the Excel website, okay. and that's um, accessible from any place. Uh, you log in, and you could put a request in uh, to, for us to talk to you. Uh, so that's, it's simple to navigate. If you have a login, you've probably seen on your dashboard, there's a little click button that has to do with the professional development core. Just click on it. Uh, you, have to, you have to set up a login first. The other way to do it is to email Erin Beagle or call. Mm-hmm. So she's the concierge. She's sort of the pivot point for everything that we do. So it's not necessarily true that Erin will do whatever the thing is that you need, but she will connect you with the person who can help you. So those are the two. Okay. And Erin Regal's at Nemours, so you can find her email address or you can find her on the website. Okay. Uh, so either of those two ways are the best ways to get to us. Okay. That's that's great. Thank you so much. Um, I think that's pretty much everything. Um, so if anybody's interested in learning more, of course, there's the website, reaching out to Erin. Or we also have a Facebook page, um, which is... Um, updated weekly. And we also have a new Instagram page. Uh, so that's fun. The handle for that is XL underscore on underscore IG. And the Facebook is at D-E-C-T-R-A-C-C-E-L. Well, I think that wraps up another episode of All Things Excel. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you, Dr. Akins, for coming. Thank you. It was great to talk to you. Thanks so much for inviting me. It was great. Um, So we'll see you again on the next episode of All Things Excel.